The DJ Bob Show. Pop culture, past and present. In this episode, we are joined by a guy who does it all. Mr. Ari Gizzo. He's a singer, a songwriter, a producer, and just a great guy. We talk with him about having music in his family growing up, his new song Have Fun, and just have a real conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Before we go any further with this interview, what have you been up to, Ari? I've been working on a bunch of stuff these past few months. I've been recording some old songs that I've just never gotten around to recording before and uh, been writing a bunch of new stuff. I've been working with a, a producer named Steve Wilmot, who's super talented. He's amazing. Works with One Republic a lot. And we've been kind of like co-producing all my tracks together. I'm going to be releasing one song a month throughout the year. And I will be putting out an EP in the fall around, I'd say like October, which I'm super, super excited about. My next release is going to be a song called Lonely Nights. And it's going to be coming out February 28th. And I'm really excited to start teasing it and excited for everyone to hear it we're thinking about even making like a music video for it which i think could be super super cool but yeah and i've been just writing and recording as much as i can on my own as well so i'm really excited to start putting out some fresh stuff so let's talk about have fun like your first track for this new era because you've been kind of dormant for a while with music like, you've released stuff here and there, but this is, like, your first thing fully back, I feel. Yeah, absolutely. Have fun. Well, let me address that real quick. I, yeah, I, I, I have been a bit dormant for a while. You know, I put out that first EP somehow right when I started college. And I I wanted to put my focus into furthering my my musical education and just kind of being a kid in college so you know I I wasn't really pushing my music career while I was there I was just learning more and more stuff that I could use in my career when I graduated and you know I got super into producing music and and all that fun stuff and ended up making my album be on the lines just like in my dorm room um I, I did the whole thing on my own which was really really fun and yeah and then after that when i moved out here my my manager jared paul shout out jared <laughs> um really wanted me to just like focus on creating as much content as i possibly could so i have now been able to actually like go out and produce and write with new people and experience co-writing and doing all that fun stuff so now i have a ton of material that I'm ready to put out, which I'm really excited about. Have Fun was a song I wrote last year, like literally almost almost a year ago, when my my girlfriend, uh, she dumped me on Valentine's Day, which was really rough. And we were doing long distance. She was in New York and I was in LA. And it was really tough. And I... I was so like angry and hurt about it 
for a little while and I, I hadn't been able to put any of that feeling into song or like into music yet until finally like one night when I was just brushing my teeth I came up with the hook for have fun it was kind of an f you to her you know just like hope you have fun yeah. I don't know if you know this, but this episode will be released on Valentine's Day, so, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> really? <I'm- laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. We, uh, we're, we're, we're back together now, and we're super happy. She actually lives out here with me in LA now, and she loves the song. But yeah, it was an amazing feeling. It was the first, that was the first song I'd written in a while where I was like, fully amped and super excited and i just knew exactly what i wanted and that's the best feeling you can have as a as a musician just like getting super excited about a project and like just you can't sleep because you just want to work on it so badly and that was this song i wrote the lyrics in like 15 minutes and then the next day just spent the whole day producing a track and then took it to steve wilmot pretty shortly thereafter and made it sound a little more professional and awesome and he added his amazing touches to it and yeah and and so have fun was birthed into the world and i'm really proud of it and i'm really excited about how it's doing right now people really love it it means so much to me yeah i i've streamed it a lot i appreciate that man you're the man so let's go back a little bit let's talk about your your musical history. I mean, I would assume you grew up in a musical family considering how I know you. Both of my parents are amazing musicians. My dad, Peter Zizzo, is a really and just unbelievable songwriter and musician and record producer. I'm actually working on a couple songs with him right now, which I'm really excited about. He's yeah, he's incredible. And and my mom is also an amazing singer-songwriter and a vocal coach. And she runs the New York Songwriter Circle at the Bitter End in New York City. She's been doing that for over 25 years. And she really gave me a platform for me to discover myself as a performer, you know, just bringing me up on the, the stage at the Bitter End all the time from when I was 11 years old up until now I still play there whenever I go back to New York it's like my second home and I really was able to discover myself as an artist on that stage you know constantly playing new music for people and seeing people's reactions and just performing and performing and performing and falling in love with it more and more every time a lot of that stuff is on YouTube too if people want to see those performances Yes. Yeah. A lot of those are on YouTube, but yeah, I mean, both of my parents are my heroes for real. Like they're just my inspiration for everything. And they've always been so supportive of me chasing my dream to become a musician. And they think it's super important and they really see something in me and they always have, and it's just has always meant so much. They're just awesome. And they, and they've really like, they've let me just come into my own on my own without you know micromanaging me or pushing me or like forcing their connections on me 
you know, everything I've done has really just happened organically and through my own talent and, and hard work. And that feels really good to not say that, you know, I've just relied on my parents for everything with my music career as helpful and incredible as they've been. You hear so many stories like that where it's like... They, be, they become like your managers, yeah. And that's where, like, the problems start, I feel, too. Totally. I was even, like, wary of working with my dad or my mom on, on writing and creating stuff just because I don't want to have, like, like, a professional relationship, really, with my parents. Like, I want them to just be my parents. But now that I'm older... Uh, it's 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 a little different and i i really enjoy working with with my dad producing stuff because i also get to learn more about how he works and see how he produces and and i can take all the things that i learned from watching him back into my own studio and apply them to my own projects which has been really great so what is your studio setup like what are you using to create this music I have a really crappy mic stand <laughs> um, and let me see an Audio Technica 4033A mic. Um, I have the newest MacBook Pro. I just got it um, about a month ago and just got it set up with Logic. But yeah, I have like I'm financing uh serum and a bunch of other awesome plugins right now i got a few from my dad for christmas which was really sweet so i'm really excited to have a fresh setup and it's it's definitely inspired me to just like get back in the lab and be able to create more because i can actually work without wanting to punch a hole in my wall <laughs> so you and i are both similar in age so i just wanted to ask you this creator to creator do you think it's harder for people like us to create and do what we do without any prejudgment from past generations? It definitely can be. I'd say I know people from like my parents' generation are pretty blown away by young adults like us being able to create the way we do and kind of make a life for ourselves doing this kind of work. But... You know, also, like, there are definitely people that are just kind of like, you know, get a real job. Why are you wasting your time? I feel like a lot of people in other generations are like, yeah, good job. But they don't really see the importance of what we're doing and what kind of poet could have for our successes. Yeah, totally. I mean, honestly, dude, like, I deal with that. A lot more actually in Los Angeles like you know anytime I've told anyone that I've met through work that I'm a singer-songwriter producer I'm a musician they're just kind of like oh like that's cute that's nice buddy yeah like good luck with that <laughs> you know and it's so frustrating and like it's really hard because like the job that I have, I work as a production assistant on like mostly reality television shows and like live events, like award shows. Um, and I just, 
I'm on like I'm like the lowest of the low on the totem pole, you know, like and so like coming in there and like talking to like execs and like higher producers, all these hot shots that think that they're all that. Um and I tell them what I wanna do, they they really kinda look down at me like, Oh, like that's cute, man. Uh you know, and I I, I hate that. Cause I wish I could just whip out a guitar and like play for them and have them see that I really have something and I'm really proud of that and I love this with all my heart. So it's hard to, it's hard to deal with that from from like people out here and from adults in general. But I can't wait to prove everybody wrong, you know. So I've been digging deep and doing some research on you. And I have to ask you a throwback question that I don't even think you'll be ready for. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Tell me about the show you did for Pop-Tart. Oh, man. That show was everything that I've ever wanted as a musician. Man, so who was even on that with you? These guys, Emblem Three. Oh yeah. Wesley and Keaton Stromberg. Kaylin and Miles. That was uh that show happened about like two days before I had to move into college. How did that even come about though? My managers hooked that up for me. They wanted to like you know, I, I just put out that EP and they wanted to kind of get me on a big stage in front of a big audience to see kind of what happened. And it was, it was insane, man. Like I flew from, I was at my family's like farmhouse up in Maine. Um, and I actually pulled my neck the day of my flight to Chicago, which is where the concert was. And I couldn't turn my head. <laughs> so I like, I flew with all my, my guitar and my suitcase and everything. And it got to Illinois um, and met with my, my manager. Well, he was like my day-to-day -day guy at the time. This guy, Josh Russick, who's amazing. He's the one who actually discovered me on YouTube. That's how I ended up getting signed to these guys. Um, they just found me on YouTube and love like fell in love which is amazing um but yeah i met up with josh and we got dinner and then i woke up the next day and my neck was a little better and i got to the venues it was uh the rosemont theater and it was massive it was so big i mean i'd only ever really played like the bitter end rockwood music hall the studio Webster Hall, like not very big venues. You know, I was told there were going to be about like 7,000 people in the audience that night. And I was just like, wow, what, what? I don't even know what to say. And, you know, the whole day was just like getting interviewed by Pop-Tarts and like press. And, and then I had to like autograph a bunch of these posters and all this stuff. It felt, it, it felt nuts. And, I remember hearing the crowd and I just wanted to like throw up. I was so nervous. It sounded like, you know, when, like when you hit like the first drop 
on a roller coaster and everyone around you starts screaming and then there's the sound of the roller coaster going it's it's like that multiplied by a thousand and yeah it was it's terrifying and then i remember it was my turn to go up and this guy colin's key uh was kind of like hosting if you will so he like announced my name yeah like a guy hyping the crowd up yeah the hype guy and he called my name and i came out and the crowd was just like roaring just going nuts and i'd had three guitars set up behind me um because i I play in a bunch of different tunings um and i grabbed the wrong guitar and went to strum my first chord and it was completely wrong just like not even a chord i said you know guys i gotta tune my guitar it ended up actually kind of calming my nerves because i could just interact with the audience and like talk to all these like random girls in the audience and people just started to really like me before i was playing and it calmed me down and they were cheering me on and and then i started playing my music and people just went nuts like they just went crazy and i bet you gained a lot of new fans from that on social media it was crazy i actually gained a thousand twitter followers that night it was nuts like it was crazy um and someone in the audience actually like knew who i was because they watched my youtube videos and at the end of my set they like threw this big sign at me that they had made for me um which i i was just in shock and 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 then when i left the stage i uh i wanted to go into the audience to watch keaton and wesley play their set and so i went out with with josh rusick and the second I started trying to walk through the audience, people would not leave me alone. Like I had to like duck and run out of the audience. And then all these girls were like chasing me. And it was so crazy, dude. We had to like line up like a couple hundred people to take pictures with me. It was it was unlike anything I've ever experienced. There was this girl that came up to me who was just like sobbing she was like literally just it was just like that eight minute vlog or however long it was oh man dude it was it was the best night of my life like and it was like a little taste of like what i think is to come in my future like i'm really i'm so excited and that that show just meant so much to me and made me realize how much potential I have to do this in real life. Do you feel like have fun is like your first step to this? Yeah, I totally do, man. I I mean that this song has almost 4,000 streams and it's not on any playlists. Like it's all just from word of mouth and people really actually liking it and listening to it. And like... I think once it gets on a playlist and once I put out more and more stuff, I mean, my manager's, uh, my manager's looking at putting me on tour with someone at the end of the year. So when that happens, like I'm going to have so much music out that I'm super proud of. And it's just like, that's, that's the, like, that's the plan. So we're going to look for tour support at the end of the year. But yeah, man, like I think have fun is a really special song and, 
people really connect to it and really love it. Because I'm friends with a lot of talented people, but like I don't. When I heard your song, I didn't see that as Peter's son. I saw that as someone that I want to talk to, like for who he is Thanks, and man. stuff. I appreciate you saying that a lot. Thank you. And you know, over the past few days, over the past few weeks, we've been just hanging out, talking, and I really appreciate Dude. it. Hell yeah. It's my pleasure, man. This is awesome. Like, I appreciate you so much, like, taking an interest in me and my music, and it means so much that you really like it and that you're putting me on this podcast. I'm, it's, it's awesome. I, I'm really grateful, so thank you. One of the things that I want to know is that if someone wanted to, if you were to give someone advice in the digital age of of producing music on their own, what's the first piece of gear they should have? I would encourage them to get Logic or Ableton or just any digital audio workspace or a DAW. Um, and then literally just start messing around. Like, get a crappy mic. Um and just start going to town really when i first started producing i just i used garage band for a bit and then i got well, logic garage band is kind of like baby logic right exactly it is like baby logic but when i actually wanted to get serious about producing i got logic and i had no idea what i was doing but that was kind of the fun of it you know, I just had to kind of click and explore and figure out what sounded like what and YouTube and Google what all these plugins and things meant in Logic and figure it out on my own. And that's the best way to do it because you just kind of develop your own sound by doing that. Um, and then obviously once I was in school, I was able to like learn more stuff from professionals. But on my own... And if you're on your own, yeah, just make sure you have a laptop with some with some memory on it um, and get yourself a, a digital audio workspace. Get yourself Logic, get yourself Ableton, and just start experimenting. Get a decent enough mic. You don't got to go too crazy. Right, right. I mean, yes, get get a good mic, but I'm saying if you're just starting don't out. Don't do and the you... $5 at Walmart, but right. do something decent enough. Right. No, I, I just mean like if you're on if you're on a budget and you're super young and you know, I, producing is not cheap. Like logic is not I mean it's not like super super expensive, but for a kid it's not It's, it's better not than cheap. paying per month for yes. any other thing. So you have a you have a, a lifetime license. There's no totally. issues with that. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, just sit there and sit there and explore and like don't be afraid to try literally anything and everything that these DAWs have available. This podcast is edited in logic. That's awesome. One more thing I, I want to recommend that people do that really got me better at producing was one just like listen to songs that you love 
look up the producers that created those tracks and just listen to the tracks without vocals on them and like pick out all the different layers that are going on within the song and try and do your own version of that or like take a song that already exists and try to rework it into your own sound and your own song so we're just about wrapping things up but where can people find you on social media so if people want to find me on social media they just look up my name i'm on instagram just ari zizzo on twitter at ari zizzo music on facebook ari zizzo and yeah (laughs) yeah you guys should all do that and hey ari what do you say we premiere your song on the radio for the first time awesome yeah i think we should too what's up this is ari zizzo and you're listening to my song have fun on the dj bob show he said you needed time said you needed space but you couldn't even say it to my face Got your letter saying nobody could take my place Then you shut me out and now I feel it race I gotta stop running, you're not worth the chase and All I can say is I hope you have fun Sleeping in your bed without me Looking at the stars without me Driving in your car without me Without me I said I hope you have fun Dreaming cause you sleep without me Eating cause you start without Show. Pop culture, past and present.